and welcome to the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files. We've been expecting you. I'm your host, Special Agent 0013 Dead Air Dave. In this episode, we are opening the file on the latest release by the Interrupters, and joining us are Amy and Kevin of the band. Hey. How is Morro Bay? Morro Bay's fantastic. Thanks for asking. Come on over and uh, jump in the ocean sometime. I've got extra boards and wetsuits, so I can accommodate everybody. So beautiful. It is so great to see you two again. It's been too long. Thank you so much. Good to see you. I was thinking the other day that I haven't uh, seen you and, uh, and of course, uh, Jess and Justin are not with us today, but last time all of us had a chance to see each other in person was Punk Rock Bowling in Vegas, 2017. Oh, wow. wow. It's been that long ago. Where does the time go? It feels like yesterday. It does, doesn't it? Anyway, it's great to see you again. And I feel really fortunate that I've known you and, and worked around you since, I mean, it's like almost seven years now since Say It Out Loud and uh, By Your Side, so. Yeah, that's right. It's been a while. Yeah, you've had our back from the beginning. I have. I've been by your side. You've been, yeah. you've been by our side. <laughs> I had to say. Uh, but anyway, this is the new music files, and so of course we want to dig in and crack open the file on uh, your latest release, In the Wild. I wanted to ask you, Amy, in particular, I heard that for you, In the Wild is a particularly cathartic collection of music for you. Um, would you like to tell us about that? Yeah, I mean, it is. It's basically In the Wild is an autobiographical journey through my whole life from beginning until now. I just, I really looked at my entire life and I wrote about it. And I didn't mean to write it in order, but we kind of, the way that it worked out, we sort of, the track listing, it sort of starts at the beginning of my life and sort of ends to current time. So, um, yeah, it's very deeply personal record, super vulnerable. Um, and it's super personal, but I just feel, I just feel that it's time to tell my story. So I did. Right on. Very nice. So Kevin, how did you and the twins then take this emotional bunch of music and tailor it into uh, an interrupters album with the sound that we all know from you guys? Well, before we make a record, we always go through an inventory of every little bit of everything we've written up to this point and kind of pick the ones that are sticking out to us as potential songs for an album. So once we had that big bulk, we were actually simultaneously, we had just released a live album. We were working on a film to go along with that that had documentary footage. So at the time we're going through footage from our entire lives and kind of figuring out a way to tell our story in intermixed with this live album, like live movie. And in doing that, we kind of, realized that some of the songs that were like the anchor songs of the album were were these stories and these vignettes from Amy's life and as we realized that she was kind of like gravitating more towards all of those kind of personal songs and it was one of those things where you know as her family and her band we had her back 100% and we kept saying you know this is the fourth record you know now or never you know like when you know if you don't what if we don't do it now when are we going to do it and we kind of had that kind of support system built in, but also just the songs she was writing were coming from such a place where it was like, it just felt so personal, real and authentic that it's like though that was the inspiration that we followed in making the record. So it kind of gave us this purpose and it gave us this kind of bigger picture to kind of aim towards. Yeah, like for example, if we, we had a song and we did have many songs that were awesome and that are awesome, but it didn't fit with the theme of 
the st my story that I wanted to tell. So it didn't make this record because it's like, well, is that really part of my story or is that just an awesome song? And we cut some really awesome songs because it just didn't fit the story that we wanted to tell. So those songs that didn't make the album, um, are they going to be released later as singles? Or are you going to hold them for the next record? Yeah, definitely. There's some ones that are for sure going to make the next record. Yeah, and like I said, every time we make a record, we do the full inventory of everything we've ever written, and those songs will be the first ones on the list to get to get their yeah. shot. Well, all right. It's great to know there's some fantastic songs that we get to hear when the next album comes out, I guess. If you come over to our house, you know, we'll turn on the, we'll like, play you some yeah, we'll have a little fire pit and we'll play you some st stuff that didn't make the record. <laughs> that was perfect. With some tacos, maybe. And definitely some tacos. All right. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> you also touched on during this process, uh, the documentary that you made. Is that This Is Family, right? This, this is, is my, my family. family. This is my family. Can you touch on that a little bit more? And where can people see that? Well, you can watch it on YouTube. Okay. Which I'm happy about that it's just easy to watch, you know? Yeah. It's accessible to <laughs> it's everyone. It's accessible to everyone and it's free. Kevin Kerslick did that movie. He directed it and um, he's awesome. He's so awesome. Kevin Kerslick also just directed our new music video for In the Mirror. It basically, that movie is a, a live show that we did in Tokyo. Um, an album that we did went along with it called Live in Tokyo. So it's a live show. And then in between the live show, we have little vignettes of letting people kind of know our stories, where we came from, our childhood, our upbringings. There's um, clips of Kevin and the twins at like eight years old playing like a Green Day cover song. Yeah. <laughs> like like there was, they were a three piece before they met me, you know? Yes, but. we were no good. And, you know, the, interesting, the interesting thing about that is we had this concert like on film and we were putting out the live record. We basically hit up Kevin Kerslick and we said, look, we have all of this footage of us throughout our lives. We have like these interviews we've done. We just want to send it to you and see if you can make something out of it. And the first cut we got back, we were like, oh, whoa, there's like, we didn't picture it as much of, of the story as it was when it came back. And then once it came back, our kind of like antennas went up of like, oh, this is such a great way to let people who don't know about our band know our story. And then fans of ours who've been following us for a while to get a little bit more of us personally. And we were just so stoked with the way it turned out. Yeah. And Amy, I have to say, it's so fantastic that you found those three clowns because apparently without you, they were awful. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. no. <laughs> From his own <laughs> mouth, Kevin has said it. Um, and, you doing, and you were playing Green Day covers with your brothers? We were, so if you watch the, the movie, yeah, we were playing Green Day covers. We play like half a Sublime song. We were just kind of like trying to figure out how to play. So you can't really tell what it is to be totally <laughs> honest. You hear one, two, three, four, and then it's just a mess. But we're kind of, I mean, I'm going to say it. We're kind of adorable. You know, we're little hard <laughs> instruments that are way too big for us. And we're just trying to like get through it. You know, it's so funny because as the older brother, there was like, man, we would finish a song and then there would just be me like, you guys totally messed it up. What are you doing? And then I'm like looking at myself like, oh my gosh, I hope the twins don't have like deep rooted trauma associated with my like band dadness at 11 years old. You know, like I'm sure you, you, uh, you were absolutely adorable. Yes, without, without a doubt. I really think though, and you tell me, but it seems surreal that as kids, you guys were playing a Green Day covers and now, as a successful band, you have toured with Green Day. I mean, what did that feel like to you? 
I mean, this is one of those things that like, since we started the band, we have these moments of just like very existential, like you have to step out of them and really appreciate them. I mean, our first tour was with Rancid. We all grew up loving Rancid. Tim produced our first three records. Um, touring with Green Day, we, we opened for Blink-182. We've toured with so many bands. We've done the Warp Tour, something we grew up going to, you know what I mean? So like, we've had all of these moments and it just gets more and more surreal. I mean, culminating with playing baseball stadiums last summer with Green Day, I mean, Dodger Stadium, a place we grew up going to baseball games and watching fireworks on the 4th of July. And then all of a sudden we're stepping on stage and saying, are you guys ready for Green Day? And then the whole crowd going crazy. <laughs> it's all surreal. It's, it's, we're, we're, we could not be more grateful yeah. for all the opportunities. Just for, uh, for me standing on the sidelines watching the arc of uh, the band's development, it just seems like, it, it boggles my mind because it just seems like one dream coming true after another, after another, after another. 100%. Absolutely. All right, now we're going to dive into a little bit of In the Wild. And when we come back, we always like to introduce somebody from the radio side of the game who was uh, sort of a key player to help you guys along from the very beginning. And we're going to do that right after we listen to some of In the Mirror, brand new music from the Interrupters on the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files. taste of In the Mirror. That's from the new album, In the Wild, by The Interrupters, and they are our guests today on the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files, and joining us now from the radio game, a key player who uh, was there from the beginning as well, Nerf from KTCL in Denver. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to Dead Air Dave, the legendary Dead Air Dave. How could I be anything where, but fantastic? Where, where do I have to mail that check to? <laughs> man, no, it's uh, it's great. Uh, like, it's good to be here, and uh, um, and like, I love talking about the Interrupters. They're like such deserving people, such amazing, uh, such an amazing band. Uh, so very, very happy to be here. Roll us back to uh, the first time that music hit you and what you felt you had to do at KTCL with that. Man, you know, I wish it was a sexier story, uh, <laughs> but I was at home, like I think I had probably, I'd had at least two kids, so I was like chasing my yard apes around, and uh, and on TV came a, a T-Mobile commercial, and I was like, and I'm like on like, if I didn't know better, that would sound like some pretty good ska right there. I'm like, what is that? You know, and like, I'm like, who, who put music taste into T-Mobile all of a sudden? And so I shazammed <laughs> right? it. How'd that happen? And, 
and I was like, I'm like, interrupters, okay. And, you know, I checked it out and I was like, oh my God, this is great. And they've got a bunch of great music and it's like, a, and it was like, I hate to say that I got it from a T-Mobile ad, but I did. And like, uh, you know, which is, which is good. It's like some bands look at like uh, commercial syncs is just, just a payday, but like they do get exposure and sometimes they meet the right ears. You know? And it so really like, is uh, the, the incredible thing about the current paradigm is that there are so many platforms for people to discover great music. And case in point, there you were grabbed by the ears with a TV commercial. But yeah. it really, look how it blossomed. So at that point, after you heard the song and, uh, and you decided this is going on the air? What? Well, no, no. Well, see, at about the same time, we were launching Punk Tacos, which is our uh, our side channel uh, on KTCL. And so, uh, and Punk Tacos, you know, we're like, it, like especially back then no one was listening so we could do whatever we wanted and like uh, you know so like uh, uh finding like the coolest stuff uh, like was uh, uh that's all we were doing it was just like a, you know a, a passion gig so if we liked it and it fit into the neighborhood of punk rock at all you could totally throw it on there and so uh yeah we uh, i found the song put it on there and i think we played probably three singles before kerosene before she's kerosene so like uh um you know we had a pretty big uh interrupters catalog going and i uh, had already just totally fallen head over heels in love with the band so uh uh yeah and then um and then we added she's kerosene two punk tacos uh like pretty much right after it came out and it's one of the rare crossovers that goes from Punk Tacos back onto KTCL, which is like, it, you know, uh, didn't happen a lot. There's, in fact, like two that come to mind, the Rex and the Interrupters that have uh, had a crossover hit from, from one to the other. And I was really excited when we tested it because we do a lot of uh, researching of our new music. And, like, uh, and when we tested it and the KTCL audience liked it as much as the Punk Tacos audience, I was ecstatic. It was like the most fun ad I've ever called in in my life. I was like, oh my God, Brett Greenberg at the time. I'm like, I'm like yeah, Brett, you wouldn't believe it, man. Fourth wave, it's coming now. The fourth <laughs> wave of Scott is on. We're going to add She's Kerosene. And, uh, and I was super jazzed and so was he. It was like the first ad we had given to Epitaph and I don't know, years and years man so like it was a good one to jump on with yeah oh hell yeah and uh and so we were both just equally excited watching it like every time it would play we'd all just be like i felt like you know brett was gathered around his radio i was gathered around mine going like wait it's coming it's coming there it is you know just like it was exciting amy and kevin are here with us go ahead you guys jump oh, on in as well that is a very sexy story i love that story <laughs> that is awesome i'm smiling so big right now um Wow. Well, thank you for having our back and believing in us from the very beginning. So incredible. We feel so grateful. That's so cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, Punk Tacos is awesome. And I have a vivid memory <laughs> of opening up for Bad Religion at Fiddler's Green and seeing somebody in a full body taco suit in the mosh pit yes. during that show. Yes. And I think that somebody is you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that could have been me or another guy. I mean, it could have been somebody else too. Uh, maybe, but, uh, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we loved no. you. We loved you then, and we love you now. Thank you. <laughs> Great show too. I remember that was like that was also pretty cathartic because I think that was uh, the first time you guys played in Denver since we had been playing it, and to see to see like a, uh, an audience gravitating to it live and in person is always really cool. You know, like when you when you see like I'm like yeah, they heard this from us. No way. That's so cool, and they're into it. That's so great. And this is the kind of uh, story I love to hear in radio when there's truly passionate discovery of new music and you're in a position, Nerf, where you, you can make that happen. 
some stations, not so lucky. There are a lot more hoops to jump through, but you are certainly in a position where when you find something and it really grabs you, you're able to share that with your listeners almost immediately. Right. Well, you know, if you want to find hoops, they're not far around this building. <laughs> uh, like, you know, like trying to hire a promotions assistant these days. But they're days not the big like, flaming you know, hoops that some guys have to jump through. Right. Yeah, yeah. They're hula it's, hoops, it's, maybe. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, it's it's interesting. Like, I know that uh, me and Andy Hawk, like, both, uh, uh, like, uh, like poll the audience a lot about mm-hmm. new music. And, like, uh, and it's, it's always surprising to me that more people don't because you never know what, like, you might not guess they like, you know, like, uh, um, because the interrupter sounded like nobody else on the radio at the time, you know, it's like, it wasn't like we were, you know, there was a lot of less than Jake and like a lot of like, you know, uh, the, even Ranson songs, you know, like on the air. And uh, when this came back, I was like, Oh my God, it's like, it that doesn't matter. They're not like sitting there going like, mm, I don't know. I hear some upbeat guitar in there. It's like, a, a, <laughs> You're trying to you're trying to bring Scott back, and no, I'm like wait you know, a minute, that's anti. not gonna test. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're like this is fun. Who cares? You know, they're <laughs> like uh, like this is great. We love it, and so and yeah. if they love it, we love it. So. I remember the first time I heard by my side, and I I remember thinking sort of like you're saying. I thought to myself, yeah, it's time again. We are ready for a band with this sound. Yes, it's time to come back. Let's do it some more. And it, it's been fantastic. And can I say something to you, Dead Air Dave, and to you, Nerf? Believing in a band like us, who comes from like punk rock roots and not necessarily with the, the radio in mind while we're making a record, to have dudes like you that believed in us from the beginning. Blew our minds. Blew our minds, but also, to have kerosene be as successful as it was and you guys to put yourselves out there and be proven right, it means the world to us. And we would never forget it. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that you could walk in and be like, okay, this, you know, like if you said, hey, you guys should play the interrupters and everyone's like, nope. You know, we would feel worse for you than for us. We'd be like, (laughs) oh man, they really put themselves out there. Well, it's interesting because, like you, like you said, it's like you know, uh, you guys were talking about earlier. Like you, you grew up listening to Green Day, uh, listening to Rancid, and then you're, you know, you're interacting with these these guys, these like these giants, you know. And and I'm sure that like uh, you know, I I've, I've been doing the same job now for 25 years or whatever, and like you know, and I still come in and go like am I even good at this? Like, you know, do I know what I'm doing? Is somebody going to finally just like, like they kind of verbally pants me and find out I'm a fraud <laughs> this whole time. And, and, and so it's like, I want you to know that like that, that, that your music is every bit as good as any of those legendary bands and like, and has gotten, uh, you know, the same kind of response as those bands did. It's like, it's legit and you deserve wow. to be touring with Green Day. You deserve to be touring with Rancid. Wow. Like, you know, those are the, those, uh, it's, it's not for nothing as they say. Thank you. That's that so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Absolutely you. true. Absolutely true. Although I can't get the visual of you being verbally pantsed out of my head. <laughs> Another thing, welcome. We like to do You're welcome. Here, another thing we like to do here on the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files is we connect a lot of dots. We also like to bring in the record label. And today from Epitaph Records, we have the lovely Edie Lundeen joining us. Hello. In some circles of the world known as Vodka Toxic. I don't know if I'm supposed to mention yeah. that or not. I don't know if the band knows that. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a sexy story. <laughs> uh, more sexy stories. I played roller derby for 11 and a half years. What? Wow. You think you yeah. know somebody. I, I, skated awesome. with the, I skated with the LA Derby Dolls. And then no. 
Yeah. And then I retired and now I'm actually helping train and also ref for a local league in San Fernando Valley. So oh, wow. That's Very awesome. Cool. That's my skate name is Vodka Toxic. So if if someone says, oh, vodka, I will turn around thinking like someone's calling me. So. Her, uh, her day job is punk music. Her night job is chin music. That's, That's right. right. Oh, the hell yeah. <laughs> so Edie, tell us a little bit about the perspective from Epitaph. They started to break at radio. Like, actually, I should say right before she's kerosene, I was working for an independent promotion company that would, would work all of Epitaph's records. And I remember when their head of promotion reached out to me and sent me the song. I was like, do you think that we can work as an alternative? And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a smash. Like, this is awesome. And it was like perfect timing. It was like perfect, like upbeat, like, you know, spring, summer, you know, good times, you know, records. So it was like, it was very exciting to be a part of that from, from day, radio day one, because it definitely wasn't the band's like day one, but Luckily, I was able to transfer and now be here at Epitaph and be in that position and get to quarterback this release, which I think is pretty phenomenal. And I can't wait for the world to hear the whole thing. But yeah, we actually had a hard time picking a single when we, you know, we kind of kept going between In the Mirror and another song. And like all of us were divided of like, yeah, it could be this, it could be this, it could be that. And then in the mirror one, and we, we jumped on board. So it's been the last couple, I mean, it's really only been, what, a week and a half. Right. Crazy. Right. It's like... The momentum yeah. is taking off again so quickly. It's been exciting to be a part of it. So uh, while we're teasing everybody listening about the album, Edie, uh, when will that album be available for everybody to get a hold of? August. Fifth, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna say the wrong date, August fifth. All right, we're definitely looking forward to that. We'll be dropping a new single probably ahead of that as well, so okay. you'll get a little taste before the full album comes out too. So fantastic, and also yeah. in the meantime, you guys are heading off uh, to hit the road a co-headlining tour with Flogging Molly. That's yes. Right. Who else is on that lineup? So it's us and Flogging Molly co-headlining, and yeah. then we're bringing uh, Tiger Army. And the Skints, the Skints are from England. They're awesome. Tiger Army, also awesome. Uh, used to be on Hellcat. And it's a really cool, eclectic, fun night of music. We're, we're super stoked on it. And we're coming, I think, kind of near Morro Bay, right? You are. You're going to be in my neighborhood on September 21st. Yeah, and that venue is beautiful. It's right Lina there. Lena Robles Amphitheater is gorgeous, so it's going to be a great night. I will be there for sure. I'll have to come up for that one. I'm all about that. Yeah, come on up the coast. Well. <laughs> you absolutely. I like the way this year's planning out already. <laughs> you know, uh, we're just about out of time, but in that much time, is there anything anybody wants to let everybody know? Well, I just want to say that I think it's really important to have people around you on your team that you that love music and you guys love music it's so important like you're doing it what you do because your heart's in it and you love and you you have such good relationships with musicians like just as artists i just have to say we love you guys like we love hanging out with you like you're fun you love music we can talk music and tacos 
And um, <laughs> that's right. And I just I think it's cool, and it's actually quite rare. So thank you for being who you are in this business. Vice versa, man. I mean, like, thank you guys for like being incredible musicians and the writers and creatives, and just would like and just wonderful people to hang out with. It's like the feeling is mutual. It's like a, there's a lot of love. We talk uh, uh, about a lot of music a lot, but when we talk about bands and like the people in those bands, and you guys come up, it's like. Everybody on Pontagos and on KTCL just like beams because you guys are just like wonderful people. Wow, thank you. Easy to support. Nerf, thanks for joining us today from KTCL in Denver. You're very welcome. Thank you. Edie, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us there from the headquarters at Epitaph. Love you, Edie. You're welcome. Love you guys. <laughs> and Amy, Kevin, say hi to uh, to Jess and Justin for me as well. And I Absolutely. look forward to seeing you uh, on the coast when you hit the road. And everybody should look forward to seeing them. I believe the tour starts in June. Yes, early, early June, June. The first leg. And then that goes through the 4th of July. And then the second leg is September. All right, fantastic. And the new album, In the Wild, is available for everybody August 5th. So thanks so much again for joining us today on the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files. Thank you so much for having, for having us. us. Hey, thanks for listening to the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang New Music Files. Powered by Uncle Promo in association with Osiris Media. And please remember to subscribe. I'm your host, Dead Air Dave. I'll catch you next time. Our theme music was written and performed by Los Angeles band Love Ghost. Bye. Bye.